G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, let's check in with what's happening with this week's political agenda. Of course, Parliament's sitting this week and Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby joining us. Hello, Lyle Shelton. Welcome along. Yeah, good morning, Neil. It's great to be with you again. Oh, well, Lyle, a big week ahead. It's the last sitting week of Parliament, as I understand. Yes, that's right, Neil. Uh, after a tumultuous uh, year in politics, uh, where in, in just over 12 months we've seen a change of prime ministers, we've seen a, uh, an election uh, on July 2, and uh, lots of debate on contentious issues like uh, same-sex marriage, and that issue is still gridlocked in the parliament. Uh, we come to the final week uh, before Christmas, before the pollies have a long break, and uh, I'm sure they'll be looking forward to it, but uh, some important issues on the agenda uh, for these next few days here in Canberra. Well, we won't talk a lot about marriage today, because uh, as I understand it, it's not likely to uh, have any sort of surprises this week in the parliament, so it's likely to continue over into the new year and uh, without any change to the current uh, circumstance. Yeah, that's right, Neil. Let's talk about one of the other big issues that will be on the agenda today. Uh, Parliament debating the motion calling out the war crimes and genocide being perpetrated by ISIS in Iraq and in Syria. Yes, this this is right, Neil, and uh, we've been very pleased uh, at ACL to play a role in this. Uh, we've had a Stop the Genocide campaign running online for the last few weeks. More than 15,000 people around the nation have signed the petition calling on the Australian Parliament to pass a motion recognising that what has happened against uh, Christians, uh, Yazidis and other uh, minorities, Muslim minorities in Iraq and Syria has been genocide. And uh, I think many of your listeners will know um, or, or should know that the persecution against Christians has been intense particularly. Um, those other minorities that I've mentioned have also been copying it. But uh, it's been very underreported, uh, the genocide against Christians. And uh, we wanted to bring this uh, to the attention of uh, the Australian community. And uh, we're very pleased to say that this afternoon at around about 4.45 uh, in the parliament, in the federal parliament, a motion will be moved by uh, Labor's uh, chief uh, opposition whip, Chris Hayes, to recognise this genocide against uh, Christians and other minorities. And uh, Neil, this is really significant because uh, the Australian Parliament has yet to do this, but the US Congress has done it, uh, the United Kingdom Parliament has done it, and what this does is puts pressure on the United Nations to take action against uh, those evil perpetrators of genocide in ISIS and to go after them uh, to, to launch um, international criminal uh, investigations against them. So it's a very significant day today. Uh, well, Lyle, regular listeners to this program 2020 will realise just how much time we do devote to talking about persecution of Christian believers and usually uh, that context of what's happening with ISIS in lands like Syria and in northern Iraq they have uh, dominated uh, the way that we have talked about Christians being persecuted and other minority groups as well so yeah uh, it's been terrific Neil I have to say um, it, it's uh, my, my concern has been more the mainstream media this has hardly been covered at all uh, in the Australian media and in the international media and even um, experts like Greg Sheridan the foreign editor of the Australian who has been terrific 
he has really called out the mainstream media for the neglect of shining a light on what's happened to Christians in particular. And uh, we're hoping to see that uh, redressed somewhat today by the Parliament uh, recognising this uh, this afternoon. So please pray that that goes through without any hitches uh, this afternoon in the Parliament. And that's right. And for those who have been following along what's been happening with persecuted Christian believers, uh, potentially an answer to prayers this afternoon mm. in the Parliament. And so uh, that call from Lyle Shelton to pray, a uh, good call to heed. Uh, Lyle, other issues that are going on around the nation. Uh, last week, we began talking fairly significantly about the Safe Schools program in Victoria and uh, the Salvation Army. And uh, there was a little bit of sadness to hear that the Salvation Army had endorsed the Safe Schools program in Victoria. Uh, anything further to add from your side of things? Look, not not too much, Neil. Um this has been the Victorian uh, Council of uh, the Salvation Army, so it's not. I think it's important for people to recognise this hasn't uh, come from uh, the top of the Salvation Army, from uh, their, their top leaders. Uh, I know that it's caused a lot of concern within their ranks uh, and amongst the Christian constituency more generally. Um, I've I've written to uh, the Salvation Army just. Uh, offering uh, prayer and support and expressing my concern. And I've also sent them uh, a, a briefing paper uh, that's been produced by our director of research here at uh, ACL, uh, uh, which uh, outlines um, just how, how shocking Safe Schools is and the ideology and the agenda behind it. Uh, so um, I, I'm really hoping that uh, that, that will um, have some effect. And um, I hope the good people within the army, of which um, overwhelmingly there are good Christian people populating that wonderful, uh, iconic Christian organisation, uh, I hope we, we might see uh, this uh, decision reversed over time. But I think we should pray for our friends in the Salvation Army. Um, I, I think uh, some people down there have obviously been misguided about the nature of the Safe Schools program. I don't think anyone whether you're Christian or non-Christian, wants to see children being taught that their gender is, is fluid or just a social construct. And that's exactly what, say, schools teaches uh, very young children and high school children. And um, I think this has been a terrible mistake, which I hope will uh, be uh, undone uh, very soon. OK, let's cast our vision across the seas. Uh, significant news over the weekend with the death of the Cuban, uh, former Cuban president, uh, Fidel Castro. Is there a Christian perspective that you've been contemplating uh, considering the death of Fidel Castro at all, uh, Lyle? Look, I think there is, uh, Neil. Um, I've really been concerned to see some of the media coverage over the weekend uh, that that seems to airbrush uh, some of the history around this. I mean, Fidel Castro was a, a bloody uh, dictator, uh, a revolutionary who overthrew a government. Uh, he used um, uh, tactics of, of murder and genocide uh, to, to uh, control his nation firing squads, um, uh, arresting dissidents, and, and there are still dissidents in jail today. Um, there still is not religious freedom in Cuba. And uh, whatever we think of uh, Donald Trump, and, and I'm no fan of his moral character at all, but uh, I think his comments at the weekend have been appropriate, uh, or, or that that's come out from his um, his interim administration, uh, and that is that, that they will overturn uh, the the President Obama's recognition of, of uh, Cuba and normalisation of relations until 
uh, they release political prisoners and until they allow religious freedom. So I think it's important for us to realise that Fidel Castro, um, he is no saint at all. And uh, we shouldn't airbrush from history uh, these dictators uh, who, who ruled their nations with great uh, brutality, uh, particularly in the way they came to power and exercised power. I think there's a saying that a lot of people tend to live by, and perhaps this is reflected in a lot of the media reporting, this idea of never speak ill of the dead. Uh, Yet as a Christian believer, and as you want to take some sort of a balanced and even objective view of the history that's happened under Fidel Castro, you can't ignore those things because... uh, a revolutionary, yes, a communist, uh, perhaps a great leader, perhaps a great orator, but at the same time an oppressor, a torturer, uh, even Absolutely. people say a murderer and a tyrant. Yeah, he is all of those things. Uh, he's certainly not in the league of, of Adolf Hitler, but Hitler was a great leader and orator as well. Uh, these uh, skills, the, the ability to win over people, uh, doesn't necessarily make someone uh, a saint. And uh, I think we must remember um, that, that in, in all the... Um, reporting of this that uh, we mustn't airbrush history. I was disturbed to see ABC uh, News 24 this morning not even mention any of this uh, at all in their coverage and uh, I think that's that's a real worry. Um, we, we, we ignore history at our peril, particularly those leaders who have uh, oppressed people and, and used totalitarianism as a form of, of government. Um, so let, let's hope for uh, brighter days ahead for, for uh, Cuba and that um, Fidel Castro's brother, Raul, who uh, currently is in charge there, uh, that he um, brings freedom to that nation. I, 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 I suspect that's not on his agenda, but uh, I think the world community needs to keep the pressure on Cuba uh, to have democracy and religious freedom. And, um, you know, we hear very little from the human rights people about the abuses of human rights in, in countries like this. And I think uh, that shows a real double standard. Okay, now, uh, next year, early next year, there'll be another announcement, another Australian of the Year will be announced, and there's been a little bit of controversy over these past uh, week or two about the sorts of people who've been nominated from various states uh, to the position of the Australian of the Year. So uh, nominations uh, typically uh, all tend to be, and the criticism has been, that there's this leaning towards nominees for Australian of the Year who are basically people that you'd, you and I perhaps might call left-wing activists. Uh, your thoughts on the sorts of nominees who've been uh, uh, named up front? Yeah, Neil, unfortunately your description is, is quite apt. Uh, it's been really sad to see the way the Australian of the Year process has gone in recent years. If you take... Uh, 2016, for instance, uh, at the start of this year, you had from Tasmania uh, the same-sex marriage activist Rodney Croom as the Tasmanian of the Year in the running for Australian of the Year. From Queensland, you had the transgender uh, activist uh, Catherine McGregor, uh, formerly Malcolm McGregor. So this is a man identifying as a woman nominated as as the Queenslander of the Year in line to be Australian of the Year. Um, and, and then the person who won it was uh, David Morrison, um, uh, former army uh, chief, uh, someone who uh, is, is um, currently under allegations of having, you know, misrepresented um, his, you know, his rightful concern about sexism in the military, but having smeared uh, a senior officer. And uh, Jackie Lambie, Senator Jackie Lambie, has been raising this um, and is calling for him to be stripped of his. Um, his award, but but also David Morrison, uh, in having won the award this year, you know, called for 
the word guys to be expunged from our our lexicon uh, that you know we shouldn't use the term guys because that is somehow sexist. Uh, now th this is just you know political correctness gone mad, and this seems to be where this award has taken our nation. I, I think Australians would would really like to see this as less of an ideological engineering and more of a recognition of uh, Australians who have truly achieved great things for the nation that we can all uh, rally around and support. Well, if the Australian of the Year has become something of a vehicle to push a leftist agenda, ought there be something that uh, Christians who are concerned about who's nominated uh, ought to be doing in uh, by way of you know doing some Christian lobbying? Is there some is there something that ought to be be done on in the background in every state around Australia? Yeah, it's a good point. Um, I I know there's a, a council which uh, nominates. Uh, people um, in each state and I think it's probably incumbent on us all to, to find out um, who these bodies are and to perhaps uh, you know make our own suggestions of who we think uh, are great uh, people uh, from our state uh, to be put forward uh, to be in the running for Australian of the Year. And, and I guess these things occur because most of us are going about our lives not really paying attention, uh, but I, I think we should uh, pay attention to, to this process. I know um, their activities are advertised and, and we should perhaps, um, as, a, as a group, uh, be putting forward you know, great Australians, whether they're Christians or not, or, um, isn't necessarily the, the key issue, but people who, who represent uh, values that we as Australians uh, would would uh, you know highly recognise and appreciate, uh, and 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 could have respect uh, for their contribution to the nation uh, should they win uh, this award. It is an important thing. I think it's a great thing that our nation does, but it has been hijacked by those who, who want to preach a particular agenda. Unfortunately. Uh, well, Lyle Shelton, always good getting your insights. And uh, we did mention that the Parliament will be talking today about the word genocide in relation to uh, ISIS and Iraq and in Syria. Uh, you mentioned the Stop the Genocide campaign. I'll point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website where you can sign a petition there and perhaps uh, just put your name to the idea of uh, wanting to stop the genocide. Uh, Lyle, great talking to you. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Pleasure, Neil. Thanks a lot for having us again. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.